I was I was almost concerned that you didn't get the notes. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry I put that. It's no, no, it's fine. Um, but then I checked like the, the share thing on Google Docs, and I was like, oh yeah, he got it. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I also could have just asked <laughs> to make sure, but I didn't do that either. <laughs> well, I would have let you know if it was like Wednesday or something, and I hadn't received it. Yeah, it's true. Um, no, I'll have stuff for next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, I yeah, I thought about doing a whole thing where like I bring back every single fucking segment, but I was like, <laughs> that seems exhausting. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> would that have included like horror, the horror thing we were doing back in uh, around Halloween? I would have tried to bring back literally everything. Like literally everything. I would have. I would have even had to go try to find a TikTok. Like I would have. Oh man. Okay. Well, this would have been I a two-person effort. Like I would have had to have. Uh, and that's all yeah. because this is episode fifty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, how about for the next milestone? Like we can kind of plan for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, well, that's like what seventy-five would I guess be the next? We're sixty-nine. Sure, you know, yeah, depending on how you yeah. want to <laughs> do it. Yeah, but no, yeah, seventy five seems seems pretty pretty good. Yeah, because um, I already feel like I did a bunch of you know some crowd favorite segments. Some crowd favorites. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. do you determine? <laughs> oh, you know, everybody loves dead letters. You know, uh-huh. everybody. <laughs> it's not just for me. Well, you know, maybe by the time we reach um, episode 75, there will be a new season of Sexy Beasts as well. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised they're not just cranking that shit out. To be honest. I know. I know. I guess they probably didn't want to have overlap uh, because the mass Singer is is on right now. Oh, OK. You can only yeah. have you can only have so many um, mm-hmm. giant animal people doing things. Yeah. Um, so, hey, what's up? It's the Dinner Road Show. This is episode 50. Uh Honestly, I'd never thought that uh, we would do this many episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's an, it's an achievement. Um, it's definitely a milestone. It's not quite at the same level as like the 28th anniversary of Pulp Fiction. No, yeah, it's true. Um, but it is something. Yeah, I just figured we'd get bored by now. <laughs> well, I mean, like you saw, I didn't uh, add anything to the show notes this week. There you go. I'm kind yeah, of dropping already, off. <laughs> you already checked out. <laughs> Uh, it's because all my jrpg shit which i'm not uh letting up on unfortunately um yeah there's a meme in here uh i believe that's a first (laughs) yeah because all right yeah we'll get to it but um you know there's really nothing quite like staring at a meme that you don't understand yeah yeah i don't know it happens to me a lot yeah and i don't even think my explanation of it is gonna provide any clarity great Uh, terrific yeah um but for that uh i figured we could start off with uh a little dating is dead because it's been a while um and these were some things that i grabbed when i was last on okcupid which was whenever i was uh looking into their live streaming thing um but if you remember that discussion uh I couldn't view anybody's live stream like it just didn't load properly. Mm-hmm. So these are just regular old profiles. Um, so I, I, this, this was so long ago. I, I genuinely don't remember what these are. Um, so I yeah. guess we'll see. You know, it, I wish um, I wish I had pulled up a TikTok I saw this week because it would have fit in the segment. I saw, I'll, I'll just like 
I thought it was it was so funny. There was this there was this. Um, Are this, you gonna explain a TikTok? No. Well, it's more. It's not. It's just somebody talking. Like it's not like it. It's just That's somebody. All TikToks are. <laughs> no, I basically just saw this girl who was like uh, ran into this guy on a dating app who was using um, Phoebe Bridgers to pick up women. How did how does nobody recognize Phoebe Bridgers? They they all listen to Phoebe Bridgers. No, I'm saying like he was like pretending that Phoebe Bridgers is one of like his favorite artists or whatever. And he was like using that to sort of like oh, att- attract women. He was like weaponizing Phoebe Bridgers, which. Does that work? Uh, I don't know the success rate because of it. Because we actually listen to Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> Wait, what? We actually listen to her. No, yeah, we do. Um <laughs> No, and this person ended the TikTok saying, like, is is there nothing sacred left in this world, which... <laughs> we wouldn't need to pretend we could use that. It's true. It's true. <laughs> By the way, as we record this uh, today, um, she released a new song. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's um, a song for the upcoming show Conversations with Friends, which is the oh. the next um, Sally Rooney adaptation from the, the same crew that made uh, Normal People. Boy, that's all a match made in heaven, huh? Yeah, well, she's also dating uh, Paul Mescal, who was the star of, of Normal People. So it's all like, oh, okay. it's all there. It's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so in, in the press release said it's going to be her only original song release of 2022. That's an interesting um, thing to announce. It is. Um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was noteworthy. So, you know, got to say surprising. Got to save her. No, it's not. the big tour. Right. Yeah. She's got a lot going on. Um, just, you don't usually see that like announced in that way. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's, anyway. that's coming out in, uh, in mid-May, that show. Mm. Very excited. Um, I'm a sub CD for fun. And I'm looking for a hot dom guy to have some fun with on the discreet side. I love to service a guy. I've been told I give amazing HD. Text me, cuned, ask anything. Very open-minded to try anything. Just looking for guys who want to do this on the private side, on the side. So, are we talking like 1080p? We might be. It's not just 720, right? Because it's kind of, we're kind of past that. That's not amazing. No. Yeah, that's not amazing. I'm looking for amazing HD. Is this 1440? Well, that would be ultra HD, wouldn't it? No, that's like in the half step, you know? Oh, oh, that's 2K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's 2.5K. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, is that, is, is, was that just like a typo or is there some sort of like, um, some term that I'm missing? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be, uh, shorthand for head. Yes, that's what I think. But it is just amazing HD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that clarity. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Technicolor. Uh-huh. Yeah, this will fix your eyesight. It's so good. Um, I don't know what a sub-CD is. Uh, yeah. It's a cassette. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I just I just think Amazing HD is very good. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and I do like uh, do this on the private side, on the side. <laughs> it's just very, it's very, um, I, I said this before, but it's like, it's kind of like jazzy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like smooth um i'm just thinking now like to sort of like bounce off of the hd thing i could put in my bio like i like to listen to phoebe bridgers and hi-fi sure yeah, you know yeah, that yeah. flac mm-hmm. yeah 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 exactly yeah <laughs> but they probably think you're talking about the insurance oh true affleck mm-hmm. yeah you, don't you know he really... fucking croaked he croaked this week oh gilbert godfrey yeah did you see that 
I did see that. He was also a uh, one-time voice of Otev on uh, on Big Brother. Of course. <laughs> it's his claim to fame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody knows uh-huh. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was sad. He he was battling a, a rare um, illness, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like on the cameo. People were getting him to say whatever, which is pretty, pretty interesting. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely like the type of celebrity that you would like to see on cameo, you know, the distinct voice that everybody knows. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one we might cut. Okay. I remember this one now just because I don't know, like this person shouldn't be on a dating app Uh oh. with it. Like with this, with this stuff, like, I don't like, I don't know what anybody's supposed to do with this. Um, like, it's, it's, uh, so we, so this might my, my mind just went to um because you're like this person should be on a dating app did you hear uh about chris D'Elia recently no oh god no so he he quietly um came back on twitter after a very, oh, yeah, very he, yeah yeah he tried he tried to sneak in during the oscars yeah he was like hollywood's crazy am i right <laughs> it's like yeah man it's because he you're part of that you you and then like he had a million people like blast his comments calling him a pedophile and then yeah he basically shut up after that <laughs> god um anyway i'm I keep derailing this i'm sorry no it's good it's good um so uh the prompt what am i doing with my life and they put uh escape my mom and stepmom or st- i'm sorry escape my dad and stepmom even though that also would have been fine um <laughs> uh i could probably beat you at not sleeping uh the last show i binged i've seen almost all the horror shows slash movies on netflix uh a perfect day is working um and then yeah yeah and then my worst date and this is like okay uh someone who laid his hands on me when i told him i was not interested in dating him multiple times it's like yeah that that definitely would be a worst date that's horrible that that happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what is anybody supposed to do about that on a dating app, though? Yeah, like, like I, like that. That's terrible. Nobody should ever go through that. But I, I, I don't, I don't know what anybody's supposed to. Like, what is the reaction to that going to be? Also, is this um, like, I, I, how, how many people do you think would honestly answer their perfect day is uh, working? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe somebody really likes their job a whole lot, like a, a whole, whole lot. Yeah. As in they would rather be doing nothing else. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, a person that doesn't have a good home situation. Uh, Was assaulted then, on a date. Yeah. It's like, God, you've you've had some, you know, you're you're going through it. Um, I, I don't think a dating app is going to be a solution to what you're going through. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you know, this person's laying it all out there. So at least at least anybody that matches with them is like aware of of everything. I suppose. I I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me because I'm so fucking, you know, privacy minded and I don't I don't tell people shit. Yeah. Yeah. The the overshare on a dating profile is a little tough. Yeah. Because like. I get that this my worst date prompt is supposed to be something like you're supposed to tell like a funny story or whatever, like, mm-hmm. you know, and this is the opposite of that. It's honest, though. Like, it's honest. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know what anybody's going to do with that. Um, uh, OK. I, oh, oh, God. I, cl- I cl- All right. <laughs> I had two screenshots of this one because I accidentally clipped out the beginning part. 
So this is the same person. Oh, okay. Their their self summary above above the part that I just read. So does it get better from there, or? <laughs> uh, you tell me. Okay. Um, my dog recently. This is okay. Oh no. <laughs> this was their. Uh, this is my self summary. Where like this, like a little short bio about yourself. No, okay? see, I feel bad laughing at this now. If they're if their dog passed away, this is. Ugh. Hold, all right, hold on. So like this is this is your this is your bio where you give a little description about yourself. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my self summary: My dog recently was attacked by my other dog and had surgery done to remove his right eye. Oh, and this happened two days after my grandma passed away. Off <laughs> to a great start. Off to a great twenty twenty two. Okay, so this is starting to like this is starting to feel all intentional. Like this is starting to seem seem like somebody's doing this on purpose to make I like the, the bleakest, most depressing dating profile that you can imagine. But who? Who? who what? What is the goal? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Mm. Do you think the dog has to wear an eye patch? Um, maybe for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're. Uh, what's going on with that? Um. This one's a little long. Uh, because it's like one whole paragraph here. Um. Back into the dating scene and wanting to meet new people. I'm looking for a guy that has a good head on his shoulders. I don't want a fuck boy. I'm tired of guys who just want sex and I'm tired of being hurt. I'm looking for something real. Something real with someone spontaneous that still believes in chivalry and respect for women. Someone with common interests so we can do activities together. I feel as though th- that isn't asking for a lot. So if you don't fit my simple requests, why even bother contacting me? I'm ready for the next stage of my life to find someone that loves me for me and won't screw me over. Follow me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the TikTok thing's very funny, but, but, you know, everything leading up to that sounds like somebody who's, who's incredibly jaded when it comes to dating, uh, online dating, which is understandable, but man. I just, I just love, I, it's really good to be just the, like this whole super serious, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm why aren't men men anymore kind of thing yeah and then follow me on tiktok uh, okay um i got one more and it's a short one uh and this one is i don't i don't know who would do this but um let's go on tattoo dates that's a commitment right there that's a lot that is a lot to ask that's a lot uh and it's plural yeah multiple dates dates <laughs> Let's get multiple tattoos together. Someone you've just met. You do not know me. Let's get multiple tattoos. Matching tattoos. Matching tattoos. Let's get... You know what? This actually reminds me of... I did not plan this. This reminds me of something that I wanted to do something with, but I did not know what to do with it. Well, here we go. So I'm going to send you an image. (laughs) And (laughs) I just want your reaction to the image. Oh, <laughs> wow. There's a lot of parts to this. The, yeah, there are. The, clearly. Wow. There's a lot of parts to Gumby's head as well. Oh, yes. A lot to take in here. It's it's not uh-huh. great podcasting because you kind of just have to sit with this image for for a little while. But yeah, so we have um, who is that in the driver's seat? Uh, that's Pokey from Gumby. That's that's Gumby's uh, that's Gumby's friend, Pokey, who is oh. dressed up as uh Oh, oh, okay. The, uh, Jackie, Jack. Okay, Jack, I see what's happening. Jackie here. Kennedy. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then wait, so Snoopy's chilling in the background. Who is he supposed to be? He is supposed... So that's not Snoopy. That's Joe Cool. That is Snoopy's alter ego. Oh, is it the glasses that differentiates? Mm-hmm. The glasses and the sweater di- differentiate. So that's Joe Cool on the grassy knoll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's very, it's, 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 um, it's quite graphic. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. we talk about missing an eye. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I retweeted this at some point. So I think, I think it's on my profile picture. You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> Is that an arm? Is this the person's arm? Looks like it, right? Or no, it's a leg. Um, I think it might be a leg. Yeah. It's like the lower leg. Yeah. Very interesting placement. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think the flag is like a, is that like the Puerto Rican flag? Yeah. <laughs> Let me double check. I think so. But why though? Um, I mean, I it's, don't know. It's, it's, okay. It's not, it's not quite the Puerto Rican flag, but it's a United States flag with one star. Uh huh. It would almost be a Puerto Rican flag if, if instead of the, um, the square, the blue square, it would have been a blue, uh, triangle. Well, was Puerto Rico part of the U S back when this happened? I don't, I don't know. Do we think this is a permanent tattoo? Because it's quite, it's quite colorful. It's quite vibrant. Um, yeah, more yeah, so yeah. than you usually see with a lot of tattoos. Okay, yes, it was because it became a U.S. territory in 1898. I did not think it was that long ago. Oh wow. Um. So yeah. Yeah, I respect it. I respect it mm-hmm. quite a bit. Now, do you think that this tattoo was inked on a first date? Um. Uh, I mean, I'd I'd put the odds at fifty fifty. And if so, do you think there was a second? <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh what do you what do you plan on getting (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like what what is that i don't oh my god i think if i think if that was your plan for dating and you're like going on a lot of dates with people wouldn't you run out of space like pretty quickly Uh, it depends on the size of the tattoos you're getting i guess so hmm and also, is there any is there any uh, part of the body that's off limits on a first date tattoo? I guess that depends on the person. It's true. Does it does it depend on the like the vibe you have with the person? You know, like like if you're really feeling it, that's when you go for the lower back tattoo. Well, how do you? It's a first date, so how do you really even know? Uh, mm, I like, don't know. You'd have do, to figure you, that out on the way to the tattoo parlor because once you're there, you're kind of committed. Do you go for something crazy to try to impress them? Mm, maybe like the like the like the scrotum tattoo. Oof. You know? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm I'm really I'm really committed here. Well, the thing is to to make it to make the date not awkward, you would need to sort of coordinate. Um, because like you know, if if the, if your date is just getting like a small little like ankle tattoo and you're getting a full sleeve. Like mm-hmm. yours is going to take mm-hmm. much, much longer. And then they're just kind of waiting around doing nothing. Right. That's true. So you really, well, there's I a guess, lot of coordination. I guess maybe that you like, you could be talking to them while they're getting the tattoo. So I guess that's a, that would be the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you're like also getting like the full piece, then that's going to be like multiple visits. So you're like, well, Hey, you got to come back with me. That's how you, that's how you secure the next the second date, couple yeah. dates. Yeah. 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 Yeah, much higher stakes than just like a cup of coffee. Um, right, I, yeah. I don't, I don't see the appeal personally. It's like a, it's a pressure cooker situation. I don't, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, so like, even if you don't get the matching tattoo thing or whatever, 
But it's like, if it doesn't work out, you know, or like it gets real messy, then you still have this fucking tattoo that's linked to this person where shit didn't work out. Right. Weird. I mean, what's the, I mean, you know, talk about first dates, like people have tons and tons of first dates and, and most of them don't work out. Right. So. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, I thought this was a crazy proposition. Yeah. And this entire conversation now, I'm just staring at uh, Gumby Kennedy having his head blown off. Um, mm-hmm. I think you should you should link this if you can in the show notes, this this image. Yeah. Yeah. OK, I will. Yeah, that's a good that's a good note. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's dating is dead for this week. Uh, he looks so happy. <laughs> it's like it's like it's happened, but it hasn't it hasn't hit him yet. Like, oh, it's hit him. <laughs> <laughs> And there's Pokey with the side eye, just like, ah, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Natalie yeah. Portman was so good in that movie. Yeah, she's a great Pokey, I gotta tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I got, I got, I just got one quick uh, dead letter here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will, this will be real quick. Um, so this was from uh, Robert Gobb. <laughs> And Bobby uh, says, uh, he sends me a website, uh, hardsexymilfs.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've got that one bookmarked. Yeah, dude. I do, yeah. And it, No, it's actually, says, it's not bookmarked, it's my homepage. Oh, okay, yeah, so. yeah. Have you been on a tattoo date yet? <laughs> no, no, I'm still working my way towards that, yeah. Okay, yeah. I just, I just like, I just like these, like, randomly generated names that they come up with, this is... Robert Gobb. Mm-hmm. Um, Long-time listener yeah. of the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Been here for all 50 episodes. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's been waiting in the wings. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, all right, this is the time, and this is the time for hard, sexy milfs. Um, all right, yeah, so that's just a little quick one I had. I mean, at least, um, at least you know, you're getting the proper targeted ads. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> which, um, by the way, it reminds me, I almost forgot to bring this up. So uh, I was targeted by an oh. advertisement the other day, but IRL, um, not not online. Okay. And uh, I was kind of upset about it. So you know how I parked my car in the street, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I went out to, um, to drive somewhere the other day and I noticed that there was a little av- advertisement slipped in, uh, you know, in between the... Uh, the uh, the driver's side door. Okay. And it was for a person buying junk cars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, I, I never looked at my car that way. I thought, you know, it's, it's, it's not new or anything, but I, I feel like it holds up pretty well. Yeah. It's got some, some, some paint issues. And, and, you know, one of the um, hubcaps is missing, but aside from that, like it's, it's yeah. in pretty good shape. So Try I actually, look, I looked around at like some of the other cars that were parked on the street to see if they had the advertisements attached to theirs too, but I couldn't see any. <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, I think it's time to go visit the Moogle. Uh, so let's, let's get into that. All right, great. Um, so I was going to bring this up last week because um, I, I, I took my hand at making a little bit of a meme uh, and I shared it with the, um, the guild discord. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I knew immediately that nobody, <laughs> nobody was going to get it, <laughs> but I made it anyway. Um, 
and I did tweet it. So if anybody's curious, uh, they could go to my Twitter page and that's, that's, you know, that's cross brand synergy right there is what that is. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So if you're, if you're curious what we're talking about here, you can go see the image in question. Um, so I made this meme and of course, if the final fantasy people didn't get it, there's no way in hell you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and my worry is that it has too many layers to it. (laughs) Yeah. That's a potential problem when it comes to, when it comes to memes and the accessibility factor. Yeah. So I think the problem is, is that there's like three layers to it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that might be too many. Yeah, it's about one too many. I think two's the sweet spot. Two? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So, <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy XIV, this is a playable race called the Hrothgar, and they're basically big buff cat dads, uh-huh. um, and they just announced that they are going to give them new hairstyles, and this is one of the new hairstyles <laughs> that they gave them. Uh, the thing is, is that... Um, this is the hairstyle that a character from Final Fantasy 13 has, and his name is Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can send you a an image of that just to confirm, but it is exactly what that is. Yeah, it's identical. Yeah. Same so, hat, too. Same hat, same same do-rag thing. Uh, and that character is fucking ridiculous. It's, it's a, it's, he's the worst character in that game. Um, and so uh, I don't know if you're familiar with... Um, <laughs> 90s uh uh i don't even know what genre to call him 90s reggae artist 90s canadian reggae artist snow oh of course i mean you know i don't know if you Uh, saw my spotify rap last year (laughs) but if you did you would know i'm very familiar so so anyway i took the fucking frothgar head and placed it on uh, the cover of his album, 12 Inches of Snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I think is very fucking good. You know, it, after you explain all the parts, um, and I get a good idea of what's going on here, it is quite clever. Okay, thank yeah. you. Um, but, uh, of course, nobody got it. Of and course. so I had, to make my, I had to make my sister go interact with the post to be like... <laughs> Give it some traction in the Discord because nobody got it, um, including your sister. Uh, no, she didn't get it either. I'd explain no. it to her. Um, but then whenever I showed her the song that he's known for, um, which now I'm venturing into copyright territory very quickly, but the song is so ridiculous that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's Snow. It's good stuff. (laughs) Off of his album, 12 Inches of Snow. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my art. (laughs) I mean, you're clearly very proud of this one because you have forced people to look at it on Discord and now you're doing a podcast segment. Descri- an audio segment <laughs> describing a visual meme. <laughs> uh, 
I guess you'll have to put this in the show notes too, so people can can appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but why would they make the hairstyle of the fucking character Snow from Final Fantasy Thirteen? It's probably just like a on, it's it's a nod to that character, right? Yeah, but he sucks. Oh, okay. Like, look how ridiculous he looks. Yeah, and his name's Snow. Ah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I guess I went too deep, too deep. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, um, but in other other Final Fantasy news, uh, they they got me again. These bastards. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in because the patch that we've been waiting for for months, it's fucking good. Oh, well, that's good to hear because it's been pretty much nonstop complaining. Yeah, it's fucking good, and I'm upset that it's good because part of me likes being angry at them. It's just toxic. There's no need for that. <laughs> this game's given you a lot of enjoyment uh, over the years. I know, I know. Well, it's not all. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. But the patch is good. Um, like so, we knew what was coming, but we just didn't necessarily think that everything was going to be good. Mm-hmm. So there's the new alliance raid, um, and the fights are fun. The locations are interesting. Uh, the visuals are really good. Um, because, uh, the last series that we got in the last expansion was the, the near crossover Alliance raids, um, which were cool. Um, only so far as it's like, oh, that was from near, but the fights themselves weren't very good. Um, and since it was a crossover thing, the story was kind of nothing mm-hmm. like even for a near thing and even though they were saying like oh yeah it's it's canon to near because near's all fucked up and weird and doesn't matter or make sense um it wasn't it wasn't good it wasn't interesting um and like i think the third near raid was probably the best one like fight wise um but even so like there was still not this drive to even do it weekly um even though some of the gear was good, but like once you got like the the gear, um, you were just done with it. Even though you you were supposed to do it weekly, um, but this was like so fun that I can see doing it week to week to week. Nice. Um, and the new extreme trial uh, was also really fun, um, and we cleared it the first night, which is something that we never do. But um, even so, uh, it was still really challenging. I just think we've gotten a lot better, and we had a better group than we usually do. Uh, for the first night of things. Um, so that was really fun. I also got the DPS. I didn't have to heal that shit, which was nice. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot to like. Uh, the, the, the PVP overhaul um, is pretty interesting. So they've completely changed PVP basically from the ground up. Um, they've changed literally everybody's PVP skills and the way PVP works. Uh, and there's a brand new mode that is basically uh it's basically overwatch okay uh so it's so it's five it's five on five um and it's it's not it's not tug of war i guess it's like push of war so like you're pushing a payload to like try to get it to the enemy's side Mm -hmm. like all the way into their base um and and the matches are short there's five minutes uh with a potential overtime where you have to get it further than the enemy did to win um so the matches are super short and you can just hop right back in um and there's no role restrictions you just can't have uh the same job on the same team so it match makes that way mm-hmm. um and they've completely changed everybody's pvp skills um and like everybody can heal themselves so it's not dependent on healers 
like healers only have like a couple heals actually and they're like on cooldown rather than just being able to spam heals because the problem with pvp was that healers were basically invincible because they could just keep healing themselves um pvp in the game was not good whatsoever yeah i was gonna ask uh, why it, this overhaul came about and it's i'm assuming it's for that reason yeah pvp was really bad um and it was also like really large scale so uh it was 72 player pvp oh, wow. it's like um, battlefield and it was just yeah it was just a clusterfuck mm -hmm. really um and it was still like objective based but it was needlessly complicated like you had to capture objectives while also killing towers um and like how can you when it's 72 players how can you as an individual player really feel like you're making that much of a difference right you don't yeah you don't um it, it was a clusterfuck and the only real reason to do it was if you like truly deluded yourself into thinking that it was good which <laughs> the only like no the only reason you would think that was because it was the only thing available mm -hmm. um and or you did it for the xp it gave a ton of xp and that was only because they wanted people to do mm -hmm. it because nobody did it um and even so people still didn't do it like i never touched pvp unless my sister dragged me into it um because it was not good it was just it was really hard to target people because there were so many of them um it it just was not fun whatsoever it was it was really to me just a waste of time so matches took forever um, do you see yourself playing this new version uh like long term um i do yeah um mostly because uh they've introduced new reward systems so there is um it's functionally battle pass like it looks like a battle pass you know like you get rewards for uh, playing a certain number of matches and you get rewards every like big chunk of matches played mm -hmm. like, like it, it, it's a battle pass right uh but you know you don't have to pay anything for it it's just the progression system you know um so and it's going to be seasonal so there are specific seasonal rewards uh and but for these seasons it's going to be every patch cycle so we know specifically the you know the dates of the patches so uh, we know when we can get the rewards. Um, and there are also other, there's the old PVP currency, which you can still get. And then there's this new currency that'll uh, get the new rewards. Um, and they've tried to make PVP enticing before by making really cool looking gear cosmetics only obtainable with PVP. Um, but even so, like it was only enough to entice a handful of people to do it just to get the gear. And everybody's like, oh, that looks cool, but it's hot locked behind PVP. So I'm not going to do mm -hmm. it. Like, like that's how bad PVP wow. was, was like people would just not go near it. Um, so yeah, th this is a, a really nice change. Um, and the, the, it, 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 it is, it's totally different. Like just the way that it's now the small scale five on five. My biggest problem with it is that it's solo queue only. Oh yeah. Um, so originally we thought that that was only for the ranked mode. Cause there's also now a new ranking system and it's like your typical bronze to platinum whatever mm -hmm. ranking or crystal i don't know what the hell they did uh but you know like a standard kind of ranking thing um but no it's also for the quick play too which i think is really dumb yeah that's so strange because you have like these smaller teams now right you say it's 5v5 and you yeah. have like people that you play with regularly like your guild uh members and and raid and uh raid members so like you would think that you should be able to party up with them. Yeah, you can't play with friends, that is which I think is really really so dumb. So strange. Yeah. Um and I I assume the reasoning they haven't said this is to prevent people going in as an organized team of 5 and just kicking the living shit out of randoms. 
Um, yeah, but like that's that's how multiplayer like, games work. Right, but they are not good at PvP. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I I so the other problem is that uh, there is like they disable chat in PvP. So it's only like uh, quick chat options, like similar to like the Overwatch wheel, like where you can only say like I need healing or go to the point or whatever the fuck. Yeah, those are very useless. Yeah, so that's the only way you can communicate with your team. That's so strange. It's like trying to cut off any attempts at like um, strategically, like you know, coordinating with your team members and having sort of like a a game plan, essentially, right? Yeah, and they do this because they want to completely eliminate any potential form of toxicity that could ever arise so there is no chat in pvp okay but like couldn't you as just an individual player choose to turn off all the chats if you want to like that seems like a pretty simple solution right there that most multiplayer games have but, but this is what they do and it's it's a weird decision because in the old pvp you had chat between your team of whatever half of 72 is i can't do math so you could freely chat between all those people and the chat was fuck a cesspool mm-hmm. it was terrible so they allowed that but in a team of five <laughs> where you would need you would need some level of coordination i would think especially in the ranked mode there's no chat yeah that that it seems backwards um and and maybe like hopefully if this if this mode is as good as you say and it catches on and it, it remains popular maybe they'll sort of rethink that right because how can people how can people like get competitive at it you can't you just solo queue and hope for the best yeah that's not like you can't reliably play competitively right uh so yeah we'll see how much it has legs mm-hmm. you know uh like a, a ton of people are playing it now like the more more people than have ever played pvp in the game before are playing it now that's cool um yeah um so we'll see if they can continue the rewards i don't know how it's gonna go with the like how long the the patch cycle is like if everybody gets the rewards and is done you know if it still has the legs like if the if the ranked mode is enough um like there is not any difference between the quick play and the ranked other than the you know the ranking system like that is the only difference mm-hmm. um otherwise it's functionally identical um but i i just really wish you could just go in with fucking friends like it's it's ridiculous um but i really think it is because of the communication thing they don't they don't want a group of five that can communicate on discord to play against a bunch of randoms that can't communicate sounds like a nintendo my move reasoning it really does yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah like but like i said they like they're not they're not good at pvp but um like it really does feel like overwatch so like previously uh you like you would have limit breaks right but they were shared between um like your your uh your class role so all ranged would have the same limit break all casters would have the same limit break all tanks etc all healers blah 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 um now uh limit breaks are individual to each job and so they basically function like an ultimate does Mm -hmm. um and we're not quite sure how they uh, charge or if it's on like a strict numerical cooldown or if you if it charges faster based on damage dealt or kills or whatever. Um, the thinking is right now it is uh, a strict cooldown, like a longer cooldown, um, but they have unique effects that then they do before they were just kind of like just damage. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it basically is it's basically over. <laughs> yeah. 
which hey, if it's if it's balanced and it's maintained well, that's not necessarily a bad thing because Overwatch in its day was was uh, terrific. Right, and I think that's the that's what the you know the model would be, mm-hmm. um, and we'll have to see. I don't I don't really know the balance uh, status so far. Like it's only been since Tuesday, you know. Um, like I, I hear rumors that a couple jobs are like ridiculous. Like uh, like Ninja has uh, its ultimate can kill anything that's below a certain uh, HP threshold, and if you kill somebody, it resets that counter uh, twice. So you can just kind of keep killing anybody that's low HP, mm-hmm. um, which seems kind of ridiculous, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it seems pretty good uh, right now. Um, yeah, I mean, so. it's, it sounds like something to to help fill the space between like 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 solo updates or story updates or raid stuff, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is what we've been wanting, you know, mm-hmm. like. I was talking to my sister like last week before this came out. I was like, God, I hope the fucking PVP is good because yeah. other than that, there's nothing else in the patch that we can do, you know, on a longer term basis. So, um, but like I said, it's not all uh, sunshine and rainbows. Um, there were balance changes to the PVE that don't quite make sense. They changed Samurai for like in weird ways. They changed Ninja in weird ways. Um they fixed dr- some Dragoon button bloat because Dragoon had too many buttons, but they didn't do the same thing on Astro. And now there are rumors that they're going to rework Astro in 6.2, which won't be until like August at the earliest. <laughs> so, so I'm just pissed off about that, mm-hmm. like like deeply. When, when really all Astro needs is what they did to Dra- Dragoon, which is they combine one button or two buttons into one button which i've been asking for since the expansion launched but they they just refused to do it hmm. um so yeah the the problem is is that they don't know what they want to do with astro and like a lot of balance changes that we thought that they were going to do for jobs they instead did them in pvp so <laughs> yeah i mean it sounds like the, that's like, where a lot of the focus was right yeah even though they kept they kept proclaiming that no, 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 no. The balance teams for PvP and PvE are separate. It's like, no, no that's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah. Because um, the Astro cards are way better in PvP. They just are, uh, and they're a clusterfuck in, in the regular game. Hmm. So we'll see. But right now they fixed they fixed White Mage, so I might be switching to White Mage uh, because I'm pissed off with what they're doing to Astro. Mm-hmm. So we will see. Um, but yeah. I will end Moogle because I'll just keep going on and on. Well, that's good. You know, that's good stuff to hear overall. Mm-hmm. Something to do. Something to keep keep playing. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's time for some beautiful cinema. All right. That's beautiful cinema. Yes, Fantastic it is, David. Mr. Yes, Lynch. it is. Did you see he was um, like, um, <laughs> I have to I have to find the, the tweet. It was somebody captured the images of what he's been up to lately. Um, well, there is a, a story, a potential story that we have on the show, but there was something else where he was like mm-hmm. filming himself trying to repair his pants. No, I did not see. He that. was like, <laughs> he was like trying to repair holes in his pants. And I don't know what he was using, but it, it made it look like there were just like a bunch of stains that at the end of it all. And he's like, oh, they look just they look brand new now. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most David Lynch thing. I can't I can, you know, me describing it wouldn't do it justice. But yeah, but yeah. So there were some some David Lynch news, potential news slash rumors uh, before we get into the, the film for this week. Yeah. Did you did you see this? I did. So um, 
there were yeah there were some rumors that uh he was gonna have a new film at Cannes in may um according to variety uh that there were two uh, quote well-informed sources that david lynch is going to premiere secret and completely off the radar feature at Cannes this year um and uh all they knew about the rumored film was that laura dern would be in it <laughs> Yeah, it's very interesting Which, the timing of it because uh, currently there is a 4K remaster of Inland Empire uh, playing in theaters, which is right. the film uh, starring Laura Dern. The Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's also like okay, yeah, she's in she's in a bunch of movies though. That is true. Yeah, that <laughs> it's is not, true. It's not exactly surprising because yeah, she was uh, in Blue Velvet, right? She was in um, what mm-hmm. else? Well, she was in The Return. Oh, that's right. Uh, true. I'm just, uh, probably some other shit. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't even. Um, so so that came out, and so then uh, he was doing press for uh, Inland Empire, the this this remaster uh, that he's showing, um, and then he basically shot that down. He's like, nope, I don't have anything. He's like, I, I don't even know how that got started. Um, I've been repairing my pants. Like, yeah, there's there's some rumors that there's yeah. He was like, there's some rumors that there's something new at Cannes, and he's like, I, I don't know who it is, but it's not me. <laughs> So uh, he shut that down, um, and people think he's like playing games or something. Um, but I don't. He doesn't do that with his movies, like right. And is that if he's got something, he'll tell you. Yeah, about is it. that a thing that happens at Cannes? There's like a secret movie that's that's held back from the initial like lineup and is shown like without anybody without any like build up or anybody knowing about it. I have no idea because the list, the um, first, uh, the initial list for Cannes came out this week, and there's no Lynch film on there. Right. Well, yeah. There's supposed to be this secret. Um, let me let me pull it up because the uh, uh, do, 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 do. I have no new film coming out. Uh, it's unfortunate it got built up that people thought, oh, that'd be nice. But there is something new, but it's not mine. I don't know whose it is. They say there's something new at Cannes and they don't say whose it is. <laughs> and some people thought it was my film, but it's not. So we'll wait and see and see whose it is. <laughs> Uh, he's like, I'm not trying to trick you. I have nothing I can, but there'll be something new from somebody else. It wasn't me, though. It isn't me. <laughs> so, like, the last thing um, that he came out with officially was the uh, the monkey short film, right, on Netflix? Yes. And before that was so the So, he apparently the has some... He has some kind of other Netflix something that is in the works mm-hmm. that nobody knows anything about. It might be a show. It might be a short. It might be a movie. Nobody knows anything about that. I don't think Netflix does. And he's, does he's can not talking either. about that. No. I can't remember any Netflix film um, premiering can. I could be wrong about that. I think they stay away from from this. So this is a Vanity Fair piece, uh, and this says other titles believed to be part of the Thursday's can lineup. Announcements include new films from uh, David Cronenberg and George Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, as for what Lynch is working on next, uh, he told EW that he's spending his days on painting and sculpture. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't think he's playing any games or anything. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. He likes to tell you he's got a new movie. Yeah, because he wants people to see it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, so. I wouldn't understand that strategy <laughs> uh, anyway. Like, I don't, you know. No, this is the guy that camped outside to. to <laughs> campaign for Laura Dern's uh, Oscars considerations, so... Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) He wants to tell you about shit. Um, But anyway. Yeah, so we're... We do have a... uh, 
different movie to talk about. Here. We do. We're we're covering the souvenir this week. Um, I figure if we keep doing this beautiful cinema segment, I'd like for it to be tied to some sort of like current, you know, current movie or event or something, you know, something topical, right? Mm, um, mm-hmm. Which in this case, um, you know, we are like a month or two late, but the souvenir part two came out recently. Um, so for me, I, you know, this was the, my first time revisiting the souvenir. I don't think you had seen it at all, right? No, not before this week, no. Great. So, um, yeah, this is Joanna Hogg's film from 2019. Um, somewhat autobiographical. Uh, the, the lead role is um, the character Julie, played by Honor Swinton Byrne, um, daughter of the uh, the Tinder swindler herself, uh, Tilda Swinton, <laughs> who's in this film as well, and plays uh, plays Julie's mother. Um, and then her co-star is Tom Burke, who plays the older man who Julie gets into a relationship with and and, uh, yeah, so she's a she's a, a film student. Um, so she is planning to make her first feature movie, and she is taking classes and sort of learning the craft um, and and like finding you know finding her her voice essentially as as a filmmaker. Um, meanwhile, she she does develop this relationship with Anthony, and and Anthony has some some secrets and some things that he's uh, I'll say like thinly veiled secrets at least uh, from the from the viewer's perspective. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's got some stuff going on, and uh, it's pretty serious, and that causes some some issues in in, in both of their lives. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious, what did you think of this movie? Because this is definitely one of my um, one of my favorites from the past few years. Um, I just don't think it was for me. Okay. Oh no, we're doing <laughs> we're doing a two parter. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> We're, we're doing two weeks of this. I just oh, no. don't think. Yeah, I, I just don't think it was my kind of thing. Okay, all right, um, fair, fair. Um, I, the beginning, the beginning part, it, it was, it was pretty hard to follow for me. Okay. Um, is that is that like because they're very British, and is that just like a like a language thing? Or I think I think that was part of it. Um, like like I couldn't I couldn't quite follow their conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I I couldn't understand anything that the dude was ever saying. Really? Like I had to infer. I had to infer every everything uh mostly because he was like this mumbly mealy-mouthed guy mm-hmm. um well he, he speaks so like i just had to kind of inf- yeah he's he speaks very like i'd almost say like pretentiously right like he's he's sort of like playing the parts of this person who is in like a uh, certain class that um, speaks in a certain way and, and like has this air about them that's that's borderline pretentious. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I, I just like, I, I, I couldn't, it was hard to understand like where he came from. Like, like scenes were, um, I don't know. Like, I didn't understand why he was suddenly living there. Like, I was like, oh, did, did his wife kick him out or something? I thought I heard something about a wife or... No, I don't think there was ever there something. Was a wife. And then all of a sudden he's living there. Yeah. Well, he, he asked her to, to stay there uh, to at her place because, um, well, he used some sort of excuse, like some work-related excuse. But, but you know, as we learn later, um, it has to do with his money problems. Right. Yeah, I thought he was like, his wife kicked him out or something. No, I don't believe he was married. And so then he's there. Okay. Well, that's what I got. I picked up something like that. So that's what I was going with. Mm-hmm. I didn't even understand why he was at that party, like where they met. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell if he was faking his whole job thing or not. I assumed he was. Mm-hmm. Um, like his whole secret agent bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he claimed he worked for the government's like foreign foreign departments or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was like, okay. Like, so then I assumed it was bullshit whenever he was talking to her parents and like couldn't really talk, like like talk politics at all. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this seems like it's bullshit. Um, and then also like it it becomes very clear that he was using drugs, but then whenever um the guy from the IT club like <laughs> yeah. starts kind of hinting at drugs. Like I couldn't, I couldn't follow that conversation either. Oh, he wasn't hinting. He's like, "How did you end up with a habitual heroin user?" Yeah, see, like I kind of missed that. Like, like I, I don't know. I, I found it hard to follow the conversations. I don't know. I guess it's just me then. Like, well, it, it's it's the way he was like, kind of. Like, I don't think it's entirely you doing this whole Britishy hinting thing. Yeah, so they they do speak in a very strange way sometimes. Like both both anthony's character and then also like his sort of like friend circle as as thin as that is but the the few people that we do meet um they just they have a certain way of going about their conversations where it's like they almost speak in like riddles or sort of like avoid the true meaning of what they're trying to say almost sound like more intelligent um rather than just being like Mm -hmm. forward um so there definitely is something to that i think it's i think it's intentional but there is that conversation with um with his friend where he's like trying to figure out how they like how julie and anthony met each other and he's he basically just flat out says like how did you you seem like a very straight laced person end up with a habitual heroin user and she's like i i yeah. don't know what you're talking about because um she's for a large part is is i don't know if i'd call it denial in denial or if she's like blinded by um you know her love for him or, or what it is but th- there's a lot of like red flags that the audience you know is it's very obvious for the audience but that uh julie uh sort of like chooses to ignore or or sort of deny right Mm-hmm. And I, I guess this was also a big part of it, like the, the larger the larger point and theme of the movie. But like, I just didn't understand why she was with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't I didn't see what she was getting out of any of this at all because mm-hmm. he was just like a bum. Well, I guess you I know? guess you're, you're supposed to see him sort of as like uh, a bit charismatic, a bit charming. Right. I did. Which if you can't understand a word he's saying, that's going to be difficult. Yeah. I saw him as this this weird guy that like constantly walked around in that stupid looking duster <laughs> and pretended to be a secret agent. And listened to very, very intense um, opera music early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, just and then and then and then and like and then that's even before all the 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 rampant drug use. Yes. Like so like I just so before all that, I was like, why is she with this guy? And then he's uh, uh, a heroin addict. Mm -hmm. So so like I just didn't get it. And I guess that's part of the part of the point. Um, But yeah, no, I I do think there's there's quite a disconnect between what the the viewer is seeing and and what Julie is choosing to see, um, you know, this relationship to be and um, and and with with where the film ends up going that, you know, becomes more clear as it goes along. Oh, yeah. And like the the thing where um, they get robbed and he's pretending that it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. And then they go on that trip. And then in the immediate scene, she's immediately accusing him of stealing all her shit. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, OK, well, I also assume that he did it. But where was the where was the connection between going on that trip and that sex scene and then her suddenly realizing that it was him? Well, was it a sudden realization or was she just like putting off that idea and just like trying to sort of like pretend? And then eventually she 
just couldn't anymore because it was so clear. I have no idea, but there was just like this weird disconnect mm-hmm. between the scenes. They were like sandwiched together strangely. Yeah, because around that time you have the moment where um, the hotel uh, worker, the employees like saying they're waiting for a tip and he's like, like looks to her to pay it because again, he has he has no money. Yeah. Um, and then she breaks down. Right. So I think that's that's yeah. probably the moment right there. Because it's just this recurring thing over and okay. over again, borrowing money, every all the pieces like you can only avoid them for so long before you have to like sort of confront what's actually happening there. Right. Yeah. I just I, I struggled. OK, <laughs> to be honest, I struggled. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's it's it's an interesting it's an interestingly Um. I mean, it's an interesting movie in a lot of ways. I, I felt it feels very uh, cold, Um. especially watching it the second time around. Like it's a very cold film. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I felt like a voyeur, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I believe that was very much on purpose. Oh, yeah, because with the like the second the, to last um, shot of the film really speaks to that, where she looks directly yeah, at the camera. Like the way that, uh, yeah, the way that the, uh, the camera will stay completely stationary on, like, a very tight frame, and characters will move in and out of the frame as if it's, like, a fucking security camera. Like um, so like the the scene where uh there was the robbery um and the and the camera is uh like in the doorway that they're walking uh in and out of and then they go off frame and then come back in is like very much like a security camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, the, jo- Joanna Hogg's uh she one of her early films um it might have even been her first one called Unrelated from like the the mid two thousands. I I just remember there being a very very long take of um characters like moving about this like cabin and the 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 camera is just stations where you can see like the dining room and the kitchen behind it and just like there's just like this still shot for so so long where the characters are moving all over and and talking and it does feel very like um like voyeuristic like you were saying so that's very that's mm-hmm. like very much like a um her style of filmmaking mm. yeah it's something she's been doing for for a long time and i think it works too because like that that second to last uh shot in the in the movie and i feel like this is a movie that has like two it has two final shots um right because it has like the one where she um mm-hmm. She looks directly at the camera and that's like a final shot. You could easily uh, cut to black there. But then there's another one where um, they're at the uh, the sort of like uh, warehouse where they're shooting their movie and the um, like the garage like door opens up and she sort of steps out and looks into the distance and you have like this this you know the sun and, and like the trees out there and it's this beautiful shot and that's like a second final shot of the movie um mm-hmm. which they both worked for me at least um i just i just found that interesting because like you don't really see that a lot of times with, with films like you have that one that one final shot but here i guess maybe they couldn't decide between the two and they're like let's just include them both i don't know right but yeah um i'll be i'll be curious like because because for me like this the 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 prospect of a part two is is very intriguing because like you know this this movie ends on a very in a very dark place right because this this relationship that she's been in has um really taken its toll and sort of like steered her focus away from like her filmmaking and and, like where she uh wants to be like career-wise and everything and it it sort of really put Mm -hmm. a strain on her life um and and so like for as dark as this this film does become like you know as it as it goes to its to its like climax you you do ultimately have a final shot that feels full of like possibility you know yeah. and 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 then you have this sequel um which i i guess we'll watch next week <laughs> i guess i'll i guess i'll force you to watch next week i don't know um <laughs> but we have the sequel that's going to continue to follow her story which 
which I, th- I think is, is full of a lot of possibility because it, it could go in any number of directions. Um, and I, I would imagine, I would imagine it's going to be a lot more, um, lively, I, I would assume. And, and more like, I, I would expect a, t- a tonal shift is, is what I was, I would say. Mm, okay. Yeah. Unless she meets another uh, drifter. No, I can't see that happening. I, I do. I do. I'm um, looking at the cast now, though. And, and Robert Pattinson's in this one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's like, actually, I'm not sure about this cast list because it has Tom Burke in it as well. And, and he, um, you know, he plays Anthony. So, yeah, well, <laughs> oh, it's a ghost story. No, shit. No. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, this is kind of awkward now because you, you weren't into it. And now we have I, I set up for the to watch the sequel. But uh, I mean, it's not like I hated it or sure. anything. It was just like uh, I, I struggled with it was, was all. Um, so what did you what did you think so, about? Yeah, I mean, I'll watch the you watch the, the next one, right? Yeah. So yeah. what did you think about like the film school stuff? Because I thought there was something pretty interesting going on there as like sort of like a meta commentary type thing. Because because here you have Joanna Hogg filmmaker um t- telling this sort of autobiographical story about this character based on her i'm, I'm, I'm assuming I, I believe that's the case and so this is a, uh, someone who's making their first feature and choosing to tell a story that is not based on her own experiences right so like her 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 first film is about this boy who has like an obsession with his mother and it's supposed to be sort of like this tale about that relationship and also this this small town where they live and the movie ends up with the mother passing away and sort of how that impacts the the son and one of her like instructors at the film school is like um you know usually especially for a first feature you will want to gravitate towards a story that's familiar to you that's like sort of based on your own experiences but she's sort of doing the opposite right like she's telling a story that is not based on her own life at all um which i thought was fascinating as as like we're watching as as us the viewers watching this movie that is a character based on joanne hogg's life i thought that was like an interesting sort of like um i guess like dichotomy um yeah i uh i have problems with um you know movies about movies and uh and at the same and the same token like whenever writers have a character that's a writer like it's just the only people that are interested in that are other people like other filmmakers or other writers usually you know like it's just very it's very insular it's very um like it's not for a general audience it's for uh you know so i have problems with that um but at the same time uh, I was much more interested in any time we can get away from what's his face <laughs> because, because I was just sick of seeing him and his stupid puppy dog eyes. Um, well, I mean, that kind of mirrors the impact he and, was having on her life, too, right? Because, like, you want to see this film school stuff um, and you want to see her, like, progress in, like, her craft and everything. But, like, this dude is, it, it, the relationship is taking over. It's, it's taking over every aspect of her life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, to your point, um, the movie she's making is about uh, someone who has this uh, immense attachment to somebody that dies, mm-hmm. and this is supposed to not have any connection to her. Well, it turns it out does. that it actually right, does. Right, right, So I think that is the I think that is the actual parallel mm-hmm. to be drawn. Um, so yeah, I, I honestly I wish we could have seen more of her movie in the process of it. It was also this very detached sort of thing it was yeah um like a, like like after we sort of ex- like get the exposition of what her movie is about it's very much this hands-off thing 
And early on, like I like I said, I don't really like movies about movies. Uh, I was almost appreciative of it, where I was like, oh, thank God, we don't have to like you know see a movie within a movie. Um, but then at the end, I was like, well, I still don't understand what her movie was. Um, and I uh, wish I actually could have seen more of that uh, in relation to the rest of the movie, which I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's it's tough. Like that, if nothing about that relationship works, you've kind of you, you've you've lost the viewer at that point. You've right. yeah, that's that's tough. It's a tough uh, situation. Um, but you know, there's 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 potential. See where the sequel goes. It could be completely different. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I don't know really anything about it. I've sort of avoid avoided details, but I would expect I would expect something quite different. Right. I think it would have to. Be. I think there would have to be like a pivot. And uh, but from what I have heard about it, it, it has been very well received. So so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, so we'll just have to see how that goes next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. OK, um, do we have anything else? Um, You said something about Persona 4 down here. Oh, we don't even. OK, <laughs> <laughs> we don't even need should I be concerned? <laughs> uh, uh, no, not really. Like this happens like every spring kind of like Persona 4 is such a spring game mm-hmm. where it's just like I get th- I get that urge you know, uh, so yeah, it's just it's just another one of those times where it's just like I should play Persona 4 Gold. Yeah, no, I under- I get that. Um, so I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> going through one of those right now mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm just like nah i can't and it's fine because i don't have the time anyway so uh sure yeah that's that's an undertaking yeah, we're good. <laughs> it's all good <laughs> uh, i am uh yeah I, don't, I, don't, I think we're i think oh i was just gonna continue to sort of riff for a bit about nothing but yeah go ahead, no go i ahead. was gonna bring up that um i'm, I'm rereading a novel i believe if i if oh. I recall, like this is the first time I've ever done that. I don't think mm. I've ever reread a book before. Like, is that something you do like frequently or? Um, no, not usually. Because there's so much. There's so much like, out. It, there. It'll take a lot. Yeah, to... it's like I feel like any time yeah. spent doing that could be just spent reading something new, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm rereading um, the Idiot by um, Elif Batuman. Have you are you familiar at all with that one? Um, it's from like I don't know, I don't like five so. or six years ago, um, which is when I originally read it. Yeah, it's from 2017, and um, we're getting a sequel in like a month, which I was not I was Ooh. not expecting. Um, I feel like the the literary sequel is is sort of a rare thing. It is. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is a novel that I, I really loved back when I read it. Um, it's basically like a coming of age type thing um, about um, a college student. She's at Harvard um, and it's it's just so, so deeply funny. Um, like the style mm-hmm. of humor is 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 so it's just very much my thing. Um, and like the observations like this, like this novel just like is like all over the place and the novel, the observations are just so good. Um, so it is it's a very easy like reread in that sense. Um, but yeah, I figured I would brush up on it because it had been like five years and before I read the the sequel because it's like a direct sequel um like taking place like immediately after the first one ends um and like this novel is like fairly it like it like meanders like purposefully mm. like it's like I don't mean that as like a, a negative thing um so it's not like a, a story that has like this very like um you know this this it's the, the plot isn't like the driving force and like it doesn't like it's not like something that ends on a like some huge cliffhanger that you're waiting to see what happens next it's just like it's very much a like a coming of age piece of literary fiction and it's just not something i expected to to get more of but but we are so sure yeah i just thought i'd mention that it's very good i'd recommend it um yeah i'll have to check that out yeah yeah i have the the sequel pre-ordered nice yeah yeah i think um her first two books were had the same names as um like one of the classic authors maybe one of the classic russian authors it was the possessed and the idiot oh okay yeah 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 yeah. so yeah those are her first two (laughs) titles of her first two books 
Um, yeah. But yeah, she's great. Um, that's, that's Dostoevsky, isn't I it? I think it is. I think it is. I'm very, when it comes to classics, I'm yeah. very much, I'm, I, I very, yeah, I, Dostoevsky. I, yeah, I lack a lot of that knowledge, but if it's any, if it's any, um, incentive, I'm, I just Googled just to see, like, I just Googled her really quick to see her other stuff. And it, it, under, uh, people also search for, you know, or like similar searches. Otessa Moshveg is the first, uh, the first name that pops up. Okay. So not that I think there's, okay. there's a, a huge, um, like comparison to be made there, but I don't know. I think, I think both authors w- would appeal to like similar tastes for sure. Okay. Just in like sort of the observational, like quality of, of their writing, not so much in like tone or anything like sure. that, but, uh, there aren't, there aren't many authors that sort of like are on the same, like, uh, are working in like the same, like tonal spaces as Moshveg currently. I don't think, but, oh yeah. 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 But yeah, especially like if you enjoy the, um, like poking fun at like college stuff, mm-hmm. like observations based on like just the ridiculous stuff that happens at like especially like Har- a place like Harvard like some of the professors and the students there like there's that's where a lot of the humor is is um especially in the early part of the novel because like it starts out at Harvard but then she takes this this trip uh later on that's that's very interesting too but mm-hmm. anyway yeah rereading a book never done it but I'm doing it now so yeah it's a, it's a very different experience um I'm trying to think if I ever have you've probably done like some Neil Gaiman multiple times right yeah yeah probably I've reread you know I had yeah I read reread some uh like shadow and claw but that was only because i read like i had to skim through it for that fucking college course because we had to like read a sci-fi novel a week and it was just it's not happening oh my god like i had i had to like i had to skim through that shit but i really liked the book Mm -hmm. so then like five years later i wanted to actually read it oh that's cool um so yeah i did that um yeah i can't think of anything else that i and aside from like super classic like shakespeare shit Mm -hmm. but that's not like book book that's you know yeah like i've reread comics sure but i feel like that's that's quite different in fact most of that was just Mm -hmm. to be able to um remember what was happening because i used to read comics like monthly (laughs) right (laughs) which is an absurd thing to do i don't recommend it um especially if you're doing like a bunch of them at once and you're trying to keep up with them as they come out it's just it's Mm -hmm. stuff becomes like nonsensical but yeah Uh, i think we did a 50 episode i think so look at that and we kept the recording under two hours wow that's a that's some efficiency wow um so yeah thank you so much for watching or listening we really do appreciate it uh we'll be back next week with 51 um i i genuinely didn't think that uh this would be like one of the most long-running projects that i would that I would have ever undertaken. It's also my longest running uh, podcast project that I've done. <laughs> but yeah, here we are. Uh, still kicking. Yeah. Um, uh, just a couple notes here. Um, so I'm I'm in the process of writing a follow up to that crypto is dumb and bad blog I wrote, uh, which was now a couple years ago, which is frightening to think about. Oh, you were ahead of the curve um, there. So be on the lookout for that. I was, yeah. So keep an eye out from that. Um, you had that. You uh, had that take before it was, uh, you know, trendy. Yeah, and like the, the 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 stance I try to take on that is like from the perspective of just like just an average person attempting to use this shit. Uh, and so that was how I uh, approached the the first one, and that is how I'm going to sort of approach the second one, and a lot of the development elements and bullshit that we uh, have taken place and some of that we have addressed in um the no fucking thanks segment and some other sort of things uh particularly because it was fucking tax season and crypto taxes are now a thing and that was a whole clusterfuck um so yeah i'll have that out sometime soon 
Speaking um, of, um, not to derail this again, but speaking of taxes. So, yeah. So if I understand this correctly, so like you fill them out, right? And you send them to the government and they, uh-huh. they already have all that information, right? So they're just like verifying yeah. it against <laughs> what you've written to them. Uh huh. What's the point of you to see if you going fucked through? up so they could. Yeah. Okay. So there's two, there's two points. Okay. Uh, one is to uh, have, uh, like tax businesses to keep them in business because they've lobbied the government uh, in order to uh, prevent the government from just give like sending out a tax form that you could fill out and sign. And if you owe tax, just pay that amount. Uh, so there are third party tax businesses that can stay in business. Uh, the second is that point like a, is, is that like an H and R block type deal? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like all all those TurboTax, whatever, all those all those fucking businesses. Um, the second point is to see if you fuck up, and so they can fucking own your whole existence so if you fuck up they just ruin you yeah it's like somebody asking that, that you is it. somebody asking you a question that they already know the answer to just to see if you know it. Mm-hmm. you know yep. yep it's oh man it's just it's i mean everybody knows this and has known this for a long time and i, I have too but just thinking about it lately is, has gotten me irritated yeah you want to know what's real fun is uh the irs uh wouldn't give me my 2019 tax return because of all kinds of bullshit mm-hmm. and they owed me a good a good chunk of change and I didn't get it until uh, after I got my 2020 tax return. <laughs> and so they gave me they gave me interest on it. Uh, and the interest was like thirty dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. It was not anything. So then this year I get a notice from the IRS telling me that the thirty dollar interest that they gave me uh, is taxable income. And I have to report it <laughs> on my taxes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And you know what happened? You know what happened? I almost forgot to put it on there. That's incredible. It's so like that fun. their fuck up uh, led to that. And then they're like, oh, we're going to charge you for that, for our fuck up. Uh-huh. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's great. And since I am uh, a freelancer, independent contractor, or own my own business, whatever the fuck I do, uh, I can't just like get the free slash low cost tax prep, whatever the fuck. I got to pay <laughs> way too much money to even file my taxes. It's... It's so stupid, and I am not making, I'm not making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it is so dumb. It is so dumb. Like oh my god, I have to pay more to pay taxes on not a lot of money just because I may need additional forms. <laughs> like it's so oh. stupid, man. And if you live in oh New York, god. if you live in New York, your uh, the tax money that you're paying is potentially going towards the building of a new Buffalo Bills stadium. Oh, it's you, you love it. You love it. Yeah, it's the best. Oh god. Owned by a, yeah, wait, a until, uh, wait until this art owned by a fracking billionaire. Of course. Yeah, wait until this this stupid crypto piece comes out and I write about the crypto taxes because it's it's even stupider. It's somehow even stupider. I would just, I would get a headache. I couldn't even, I can't even. uh... I, it almost gave me a headache. I was like, oh my God, this is, they're actually doing this. It is so dumb. I'm glad that you're doing the, I'm glad that you're uh, doing the research and then we can just read it because. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, be on the lookout for my fucking pain. Um, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Dead End Road, where I post fucking Final Fantasy 14 memes that nobody understands. <laughs> uh, Facebook.com slash TV, Twitch.tv slash TV, and do YouTube search for Denner TV. And you can email us literally anything at all, like your thoughts on the souvenir or the souvenir part two at video at deadendroad.co. One of and the uh, popular Google time. searches uh, is, will there be a souvenir part three? I mean, hey, you know, trilogies, they're all the rage. Everybody mm-hmm. loves a trilogy. All those art uh, house trilogies going around. Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
Sorry, you can get through this this uh, outro. I won't interrupt. <laughs> uh, and if you have time, please give us a rating if the podcast app of your choice allows you to do so. Like Apple Podcasts. I see you people. I see the stats. I know you're listening. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>